Hey everyone, welcome to the 10th episode of the BCS Pride Pod. The BCS Pride Pod is hosted by two high school students, myself, Aiden Bloomstein and Nolan Robertson. We bring weekly episodes with guests who talk about their sports, activities, experiences, or whatever they want for 30 minutes. Again, I am your host, Aiden Bloomstein. And I am your host, Nolan Robertson. And this is the 10th episode of the BCS Pride Pod. Today's guest has been at Bradshaw for a little over a year now, and we're so blessed to have him. Like most of you listening, he went to Bradshaw, played football and basketball, and is now one of our athletic directors. Coach Alex Williams, it's great to have you on the show. Yeah, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. It's great to have you. Yeah. Coach, could you tell us a little bit about the school when you went here? Um, Well, first of all, we weren't dealing with COVID. Um, (laughs) No, um, I don't know. I mean, it's been a while. Uh, it was a lot smaller back then. I think the graduating classes were a lot smaller. Uh, I was part of the third class, and we only had like 45, 46 kids. Um, but it just looked a lot different. I mean, there's a, you know, the the gym is there now. The, you know, the admin building used to not be there. Um, the admin was in the high school building. And then the lunch area, then there was no multi-purpose room. Uh, we played football over at the junior pride field. Um, so the school's definitely come a long way since then. And, um, you know, with different facilities and now we have the portables for the middle school. I mean, that's just the stuff that, that the school has done is continuing to do is pretty awesome. So, but yeah, it just definitely looks a lot different, different dynamic, different, um yeah just a lot a lot bigger everything's grown now you played you played basketball in high school correct yeah basketball football and baseball actually oh okay and baseball we we left that out in the intro but did you have there was no gym right the high school gym was not there when you were there so where did you guys did you guys practice over at the middle school or so we practiced and played at the middle school yeah same with the football right yep same thing and then the uh, baseball field that was built, I think I was a junior, maybe somewhere in there. So before that, we were playing over at the, you know, the now softball field. So, and the high school actually wasn't built until my junior year. So we were doing high school in the middle school building. Yeah. I heard, Mrs. So, Davis was talking to me about that a little bit ago that she yeah. had, she had, she taught over there at, at the middle school and it was over there. Yeah. So it's fun. So as, as much as this dynamic between you going to school there and now now working at Bradshaw is super interesting, and we'd love to have you on for an, an another episode to be able to talk about that. But in your capacity as athletic director is kind of where we want to get to. The CIF yeah. made a huge announcement on Monday that affects a majority of high schoolers at Bradshaw and high schoolers across the state. Um, so could you talk a little bit about what the CIF announced and how that affects us as Bradshaw students? And Bradshaw yeah. families. Yeah, definitely. So I think, you know, the, the biggest thing is that essentially the, the fall season is not happening. Um, the sports that are in the fall season are getting moved into the winter. Um, so now instead of the three season fall, winter, spring, now it'll be two seasons, which I mean, I guess you can call like a fall, winter, and then uh, all the winter sports are getting moved to the spring. Um, so obviously that's a, that's a big, big deal. We're taking, you know, you're taking 
for, I think it's 14 sports and putting them all in the same season. Um, that's huge. Uh, you know, kids are obviously going to have to, uh, you know, kind of maybe make choices or, or, you know, uh, maybe play two sports at the same time. It's something we're kind of mulling about. Um, but it's definitely a big, big change. There's a lot of, um, in terms of what athletic directors, coach Takahashi and I, and coach Ricker is there's a lot of scheduling, um, you know, scheduling dilemmas, things that we're going to have to figure out because you could essentially have, you know, six, seven, eight teams all playing on the same day. Maybe a couple of them are on the road. Some of them are at home, Um, but a facilities, a facilities, uh, uh, it's going to be definitely a facilities challenge. Um, And then even those, uh, some of those spring sports are going to be played into, you know, I have it right here, actually. Like, for example, baseball, they're um, the last contest for for the regional and state championships will be June 26th. Wow. Which, which is I'll obvious. be graduating and everything and still yeah. playing baseball, yeah, you know? Still playing which baseball. Is, yeah, and the section, the section game is the 19th of June. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the same for softball, track and field, uh, and then basketball and golf will go till June 12th. Um, so obviously you're playing, if you make it that far, if you're lucky to still be in, you're playing after graduation, which is, you know, it's obviously a new, new, uh, new experience for everybody. Yeah. That, that poses a logistical nightmare for, uh, yeah. for, for you guys. And that, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. So I know today you had a meeting with our league. So could you maybe talk about like what was said and what that meeting was for? Yeah. So, I mean, again, the, the, the um, section meeting on Monday was kind of just to tell everybody that this is what's happening, that you're putting three seasons into two. And then today the meeting, um, it kind of just turned it out, turned out to be, uh, going over the schedules, reviewing our specific league schedules and when league will start and, uh, you know, when league will end, we start, you know, we talked a little bit about, um, like the, the scheduling dilemmas that we're going to have. Um, it wasn't a whole lot more than the schedules. That was kind of the primary thing. And, and, um, you know, for Bradshaw, we have a little bit of a different experience than the public schools, um, because public schools will have, they have, transportation more of a transportation problem with having to deal with the bus systems and things like that Um, obviously we still have that that dilemma because we have vans but we would probably have a little bit more of a uh, less of a challenge because we can have so many parents hopefully can help in it's going to be huge we're going to need a lot more parent support and a lot more flexibility, you know, maybe within, within the schools, within the administration, with the teachers, with the students, um, there's just going to be a lot to kind of fumble through. And, um, yeah, I mean, there may, there may be days where we have three or four teams that leave early from school. Right. I mean, that's, that's another thing. It's it's just going to be a lot of flexibility and it's going to be huge for everybody to kind of come together and figure this out together. It's not just a, coach Takahashi and coach Williams thing. It's a, it's a, we're going to do all the preliminary fill up, figure out all the, those kinds of things, but it's going to be, everybody has to have a hand in this and uh, it's going to be this huge joint 
joint team, joint work to make this work. Yeah. And that, that just, it really falls on something that we've talked about a lot in this podcast and it's our Bradshaw community. Yeah. And, and, and you talk that that's the difference. It's a clear difference between us and other schools is our community that we have with our parents, our students and administrators and teachers and athletic directors that we all come together and in, in, in times like this and, and we get it done. That's it's, it's a clear difference from any other school. And we're, I'm personally so blessed to be a part of that community. And I, I think that's the same with Nolan and you that. So I'm, I'm not too worried about, yeah. about that problem because of how strong our community is. Totally. I really see that community, you know, like as football, you know, a big part of Hell Week and yeah. other things is parent support. So kind of came together. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the, the like Nolan was saying, our, our football camps, we have parents drop off meals every day um, for us multiple times a day because we have to obviously eat multiple times a day. So, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm really just not too worried about that. But to my understanding, while looking at the schedules, there's no change in the length of time or the length of the season for each sport. There's no, there, it's not like we're reducing the amount of games or anything. The CIF was able to make it. So each team still gets their, whatever, how many games that they normally have if the times were normal. Is that correct? Yeah. So the, and I think that was the big thing with CIF is they wanted to make sure, or they wanted that they they had two big points that they wanted to get. They wanted to make sure that the spring sports didn't lose another season. Um, which, which again, you know, we're, we're talking about all this and, and if things maybe continue the same way, it might happen again, but they wanted to make sure that spring sports, spring athletes didn't miss out again. Um, mm-hmm. and then the other big point was that all athletes got a full season. Um, because obviously there was a lot of talk in the beginning of having three separate seasons, but having them all shortened to you know, maybe eight weeks instead of 14 or 12 or um, so now they kept all of the seasons the same or all of the, the length of times the same. It all just got pushed back. And that's why you're going to see sports maybe going into June, um, you know, even into late June um, because we're starting later. So, um, but yeah, I think the big point was keeping everybody the same. So football will still have, you know, 10 regular season games and all the other sports, they'll get the same amount of, uh, same amount of, uh, they call them contacts, but the same amount of games that you would normally get. So now that CIF like announced that they're going to do like, you know, a winter and spring, including like all the fall sports and stuff. So I know that's going to be tough for Bradshaw, especially because we don't have a lot of numbers and we have a ton of people who play multiple sports like myself, you know, playing baseball and football. And I know, I think if I looked at the schedule, right. uh, Football would end if we don't make playoffs and I would have a baseball game two days later or something like that. And so having multiple sports and not as many people, do you think, you know, some sports aren't going to be able to have enough players this year or what do you think that's going to look like? Uh, yeah, um, that, that's definitely something that, um, we have talked about in the athletic department already. And, and this whole thing, obviously it kind of hurts the smaller schools more than, more than, you know, the, the Folsom's or the Elk Grove's or the Sheldon's like, because they just have the pure numbers that, that the smaller schools don't have. And that was, that concern was voiced heavily on the, 
the CIF Zoom call. Um, but, you know, I think CIF did what they could, um, you know, they had to they had to make a decision on how to best facilitate this whole thing and make, you know, make schools be able to make proper use of all their facilities. That's why you can't, you know, it doesn't make sense really to put, you know, the volleyball at the same time as football or the soccer at the same time as, as a football or, you know, volleyball, basketball and football, soccer, just because facilities just don't work, especially for us, especially for a small school like us. Mm -hmm. We can't have volleyball and basketball at the same time. Um, so there's definitely going to be issues, though, with, um, you know, maybe baseball and basketball players. That's the same season mm -hmm. now. Um, you know, I, I, you know, again, there's conversations that we're going to have. We're, you know, we're still open to the idea of people playing multiple sports. Um, we're open to we're open to having that conversation um, with within the athletic department and within the coaching staffs of each sports and hopefully trying to make things happen. But, you know, it's not it's not guaranteed that that'll be able to work. Um, but like you said, Nolan, um, like, for example, where is the football? The section game for football is April 10th. Uh, but the baseball season begins on March 8th, I think. March 8th. So that's a month, yeah. a month that, that could possibly be out. And, um, you know, again, there's conversations that would have to be had within the athletic department and within the coaching staffs of how do we make that work? Um, uh, but, you know, I think, I think maybe for you, Nolan, or for other baseball players or spring athletes that are playing football is you kind of have to be grateful that, that at least we're, there's a possibility of being able to do both, you know, and you have options <laughs> and, and yeah, you have options. Um, maybe it does look a little bit shorter. It looks a little bit different, but, uh, you know, if all this ends up getting better and this happens, at least you get to do it. Right. I mean, that's, you know, we, you got to kind of find the positive and all this and, um, yeah, exactly. And I think 75 to 80% of our, student population plays a sport and I think 75% of that 75 to 80% play two sports. So that's, that's a huge, huge portion of our school that is, but is affected by that and potentially could come in contact with those two sports, but it sounds yeah. like you guys are able to have conversations and I would encourage any student that's in that position to reach out to you guys, to be able to start that conversation and wait a little bit to see what, um, See what you guys come out with. Yeah, Aiden, that's that's a good point though. I think uh it's huge for for the students, athletes to understand that um that come to us, you know, come to us and have that conversation with us. Hey, I want to play, I don't know, tennis and softball. Like, can I do both? But we we need to have that conversation early. And mm -hmm. then, you know, if if we say that that works and the tennis coach says that's okay and the softball coach says that's okay then let's have a, let's sit down and see what the schedule looks like and where there's conflicts and how can we make this work? But that's a conversation that needs to happen early. And, and uh, so we can figure those things out in advance. Cool. So now, now to kind of transition to a little bit more <laughs> selfish for Nolan and I um, with, with football. So our first game or first contest is scheduled to happen January 7th. So our football games are, 
going to be in the absolute freezing cold Friday nights underneath the lights um, in middle of winter. So are there any preliminary things that you uh, you guys in the athletic department are talking about to, to keep the football players, us, us warm during that time? I've, I know I've seen uh, some NFL and college teams, they have these huge jackets that go over their pads. Do you think that's something in our future like that? And I know the soccer players are totally laughing at us because they they play in this this <laughs> time too. But you know, it's something that's completely different for us. We're normally playing in the fall, and maybe a couple games are free, are, are super cold, but nothing like middle of January playing football. It, it's totally oh boy. To us. But could you can you well, talk about that? Well, I do know that we live in California, um, and I think that that the. Um, you know, people who are in Northern California and maybe uh, kids who are in Idaho, they, they might be, uh, they're probably laughing at you guys too. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't really anticipate that. Um, let's hope that we don't get as much rain though. Let's, yeah. you know, I, I think, you know, baseball players will be really happy that their season is kind of pushed backwards. So maybe they'll get a little bit less rain this year. That'd be pretty nice. Um, but uh yeah, there, there might be a lot more rain games this year, which for for Bradshaw football, that's probably a good thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, with the uh, with the amount of amount of um, you know running plays that we do, that'd be probably probably pretty good for us. But uh, yeah, I think uh, maybe we can all uh, you know just uh, hopefully make it through and no rain would <laughs> be nice. Because I don't know, I don't know how enthusiastic I am about having to stand up in the in the press box. With exactly, the rain that's what I was just gonna say. I was talking to Coach Virgil, who we had on the podcast a couple um, weeks ago, and I was talking to him at practice, and he was saying how <laughs> you guys are gonna have to go up on oh, the press box where the wind is just right there. There's no protection for you guys. You guys are just gonna stand right there in 30 yeah. degree weather. That's that's gonna be fun. Yeah, no, I, I actually uh, I was reading these questions over and I was I was golfing with coach uh, coach talk yesterday and I read this to him and he had no response. He just laughed. So it was funny. <laughs> Good. That's great. I know my freshman year, uh, just Aiden was probably there, too. Uh, we were standing there. I think it was playoffs. You know, we got pulled up and, you know, we're just kind of sitting there, you know, and some I don't know who it was. Someone said, oh, I'm cold. And so Coach Abe turns around and goes, oh, you're cold? Okay, do up-downs. And so we ended up doing up-downs for like 10 minutes because someone was cold. Maybe to practice for the inclement weather and the, and the cold temperatures, we'll all just go hang out at Coach Abe's house. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so for sports that have already started their practices or even – uh, like going to start their practices in the beginning of summer, are they going to continue to practice until January? Um, so that's, that's the plan. I mean, the plan is that we have, we can use the facilities, um, uh, whether that looks differently, um, you know, whether maybe football decides to only lift and only condition, uh, that's kind of up to each coach. Um, but, um, but yeah, the, the plan is to stay conditioning. I know volleyball is working out right now. Basketball is kind of doing a little bit of stuff, obviously football. Um, but uh, the plan is to keep going until if someone tells us that we can't be on campus um, or if, you know, the county comes out and says, you know, no more 
no more youth sports or uh, at high schools or no more youth conditioning or whatever, um, then obviously we'll listen to that. Um, but uh, the plan is to keep on doing what we're doing. Uh, like I said, it might look a little bit different just because we're not playing in a month or two. Now we're playing in, you know, five, six months, um, you know, especially for basketball. It doesn't necessarily make a whole lot of sense to continue kind of doing what we're doing because mm-hmm. we're not playing really until March. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, the uh, I, th- I know uh, Mrs. Bowers, volleyball coach, she's talking about continuing to practice and uh, Coach Rickard, obviously. And uh, so, yeah, the plans to keep on going. It's not like conditioning and stuff is hurting us, right? It's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'd be sitting at yeah, home yeah. anyway, right? And we're better to get out, get moving. So if yeah, you're not you're not getting any worse. Yeah. <laughs> so if the school is required to go distance learning, are we or have you heard any talk if we're able to continue the conditioning that we're doing now? If we have to go, if the high school is required to um, be distance learning and not in campus? Yeah. So again, you know the. Um, Right now, we, we've had a conversation with um, Mrs. Bowers, the principal, and, um, and then Coach Talk and Coach Rigger and myself in the, in the athletic department and talked about continuing this and even as we're distance learning uh, because I know uh, for, uh, like I said, volleyball and, and uh, football and basketball uh, and cheer, uh, who's uh, also practicing right now, uh, what we're doing is very much – under the guidelines of what we're supposed to do. We are keeping social distancing. Your coaches are, are wearing masks. They are, um, we're doing everything that is mandated. And again, we're gonna keep on going until until somebody says that we can. Exactly, and um, you, you kind of hit on it. And I know we talked about when Coach Virgil was on the podcast, but what we're doing conditioning-wise is fully sanctioned by the county. Um, they gave they gave us specific guidelines in which we which we follow to a T. I know in, in football practice we do, um, but yeah, we're conditioning and working out is completely sanctioned under the county, and the, uh, they, they've given us the okay to do so. Correct. Yeah, and uh, you know we've had conversations with all of the coaches who are who are going right now. I know there's been a couple other coaches reach out and ask if they can kind of get things started, uh, and it's just a conversation that needs to be had between the athletic department and those coaches on what that looks like. And, um, again, social distancing, no contact, um, you know, for basketball and for volleyball, each player is kind of using their own ball and for basketball using their own hoop, um, things like that. Um, but like you said, Aiden, we're, we're doing everything that is, you know, mandated and sanctioned by the County. Um, all of our coaches are doing a really good job through all this. So, so currently football practice is not allowed in California, but most importantly, it's not allowed in like Sac County. And I know contact sports are going to be like allowed, like, you know, to actually like non-socially distance uh, in stage four. So do you think like in December we would uh, be in stage four by that time? <laughs> Uh, I, I mean, I sure hope so. I mean, I really do. I know that's the hope of all of us. Um, you know, we all want to get back to, you know, the, the quote on like normalcy. Uh, we all just want to be, we all want to be back to normal. If that's going to happen, I don't know. I wish I could tell you. Um, I know it's huge. 
for people to keep wearing masks um, and to stay socially distanced as best as possible. And it's, that's what's going to get us back on track. Um, and everybody at the school, you walk through the office and they're doing, they're doing a great job in the office. Everyone's wearing masks. They have the plexiglass up. There's, you know, the tours, I see people doing tours all the time and they're wearing masks and it's huge. And that's what it's going to take, honestly. Um, and so December 7th, that's a long way. And that's a long way away. Uh, yeah. Let's keep our fingers crossed and hope that we can be back at that point. I know that if we're not back to that, um, you know, playing a game on January 8th, especially for football, really, is playing a game on January 8th without, you know, really having pads on and tackling and being contact for, for only less than a month, that'll be pretty hard. Um, so it'll be huge to kind of be back to that point, especially by December, uh, if not before, because, um, uh, you know, it's necessary. And, but like I said, it's going to take a big team effort by, you know, the Bradshaw community, the Elk Grove community, the Sacramento County community, uh, state of California, it's huge. Um, but that's what it's going to take. Exactly. And, and I think you, ju- you just said it right there. It's, it takes all of us to be able to uh, make the change. And it's, it's a group effort to be able to get back to the normalcy that you, you talk about. Um, but thank you for coming on the podcast and uh, explaining those uh, announcements that the CIF and league came out with. We appreciate you giving your insight into that and answering some of our questions that we have about it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, I give props to you too. You guys are doing a great job. This is awesome. Um, you know, it, it's, it's what we need. It's, it's a good, you know, I think you guys are doing a heck of a job and major props. So yeah. Thank you guys. Thanks for we having appreciate me. That. Yeah, thank thank you. you. Listeners, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at BCS Pride Pod, and then that's at BCS Pride Pod. Also, if you have any questions or suggestions on who we should bring on, send us an email at pridepodbc at gmail.com. Again, send us an email at pridepodbc at gmail.com. And make sure you check out our website. That's pridepod.buzzsprout.com. Again, pridepod.buzzsprout.com. Stay tuned for next week's episode that will be uploaded on Friday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or on our website.